Gerald Broussard again, our guest, talking Cajun football here. All right, let's move on to uh, Appalachian State. And first and foremost, I, I looked at the, the forecast yesterday, and it looks like it's probably going to be in the high 30s, low 40s, and it seems like there's going to be a high percent uh, chance of precip- pre- precipitation out there. What is it like right now, and what are you guys hearing about the the weather forecast for Appalachian State tomorrow night at 8.30 your time? Yeah, so when we landed, the sun was out. It's it's, it's, it's Now, Boone is a little further in elevation from us. It's yeah. about six, seven degrees cooler than we were or here uh, in Hickory. But it's, I mean, I, I actually had to take a layer off. Oh, wow. it's, it's nice. Now, we, where we are, we're going to walk uh, walk to supper, and, and there's just a, a couple of restaurants right around a hotel we'll walk to, and, and, and we won't have to, to, you know, we won't have a stock enhancer or nothing like that. But it is supposed to be cooler tomorrow. Uh, it is supposed to rain. And so, it, it's a, you know, there was some concern about it being, uh, it looks like it's going to be more rain than snow. I think the big thing is, is what's the wind going to do? Nobody really knows. I've heard different forecasts that it could be, it will be, it won't be. I don't know how much of it is that them really pushing it and wanting it to be that way, them being up and and trying to – everybody understands that that wind is what causes some some issues when you you play. Rain's rain. I mean, you just – you get a bunch more footballs, dry them off, and throw the next one. And and so that's not that big a deal. But I I don't think – I think the weather could have been – Look, it's December and we're in the mountains now, so it could have been a lot worse than it really is going to be. Um, and so as far as the cold part of it, now, I'm saying that, but Jay and, and myself and Craig are going to be in the booth. If you ask Cody the same question, he's probably not going to be real happy. He knows I love him and I'm his parent, but uh, he's got he's he brought an extra a bigger luggage bag this week just because he's got a lot of gear with that him. Makes sense. Talked to Doug Domain before. Doug's got a couple of rain setups and all that kind of stuff because they're trying to protect their you know, their equipment down there too. Yeah, and um, you know, but now I I think it's it's not going to be ideal, but it could be worse considering that it's it's Boone, North Carolina, on the top of a mountain in December. For sure. Uh, and when it comes to that, I don't know if you've talked to anybody or. Uh, when you were coaching or playing, if this was a big deal, and obviously I know a lot of these fields are turf now, and so that probably helps in terms of, you know, con- compared to a natural grass field. But what about the the cleats? And I know you the wind is is a big factor, especially with with teams who want to throw the football, and you know the, these two teams do want to run the football as well. But is there a specific way that they should be going about the specific cleats they wear when they play in in weather like this and in, in a big game and, and on this stage at night in the cold weather? No, I think that the, the, the beauty of, of the conditions right now is that, and the beauty of field turf is that it does not, you know, rain is not going to affect it like, like natural grass. Yeah. And you would, we would, and you're not supposed to say this, but they, they, I played games sometimes with, with, we would unscrew the cleats and just have the studs and just, they were, they were hard bottom cleats. Nice. And the reason for that was, was to grab a little bit better because mm-hmm. the mud would clog in between it. Yep. And um, we're not supposed to do that. But well, anyway. It's just you and I it, talking. We're, we're it's okay. hundred years ago. Yeah, it ain't nobody here. No. But but anyway, with that, though, I think that up here with this field turf, it's better and, and, and stuff like that. And especially now. And look, it, I, I was with the Cajuns. We went up to play in DeKalb, Illinois one time, and it was below. And it was uh, it was windy and below zero wind chill. And it was hard when the field was freezing, but it was old school turf, and it was it was freezing and hard as a rock. 
And, uh, you know, this does not do that. And the temperatures won't be that cold anyway. So I think that, yeah, that's the one good thing about it. Now, the, the thing that you've got to be concerned is, is if your shoes just do get overly saturated, you know, if you get a ton of rain, then, you know, I know uh, Kerry Connor, the equipment manager for the Cajuns, is, is on the trip, and I'm sure they have extra, I know they have extra shoes and stuff like that. So if, they, if you need to make an equipment change because of a saturated shoe, that's where you'll end up losing some traction. Maybe if your shoe just get too wet. Now, when you're fat like me, it don't matter. I ain't moving fast enough to bust nothing anyway, you know? And so, but but the guys who have speed, they, they want to be light and, and as dry as yeah. they can. And, and uh, you know, there are a lot of ways to be able to do that now. All right, Jared Broussard again, our guest talking Cajun football here. All right, let's get into what you saw on film when it comes to this team. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes left or so. Uh, you know, when I look at this team, and again, I, I haven't watched them on film or anything like that. The only time I've watched App this year is when they played Coastal Carolina. And the two times that they've played good football teams, they've lost. And they've struggled a little bit. I know specifically what I saw and what they were talking about on the broadcast was how the offensive line was a little leaky in front of Zach Thomas. What have you seen on film? Is that one of their weaknesses? Is that somewhere that the Cajuns you think might be able to take advantage and maybe... Uh, make Zach Thomas rush his throws a little bit because we've seen, I think, when he does not have time and the pocket breaks down, he's not a mobile quarterback. And when he gets pressured, he makes some errant throws and his throws get a little high, they get a little wild, and it might be a recipe for success for the Cajuns if I think they can disrupt the passer. And obviously, it's always what you're trying to do. But do you think that could be a key in the trenches there where the Cajuns might be able to take advantage? Well, I know that that app right now has got the, the, the their center and their, their right guard are two really good players. The right guard's name is Bear Hunter. You gotta like that. Oh, you know? that's a great uh, name. Their, their left, yeah, their left tackle is another senior that have played a lot of football. They they have had some issues in there, and they, they look and then and I've been a big fan of App's offensive line for a long time. And Coach Clark, their head coach, was offensive line coach. Uh, so, but but. Now, this is not one of their better groups. Now, they've got experience in there, and look, they're not going to sub, you know, but they are But they have not played as well. The other thing is that they, they lost their guy who was their quarterback, I don't remember his name, early in the year, and they've, they're playing with who was considered to be their backup two and three running backs in there. And so, you know, you tend to, they still get after you in the run game and try and get some push. I'm talking about the offensive line. But they have allowed some pressures and in, 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 uh, against the pass and defend and protect for, for Zach Thomas. Zach, a couple of weeks ago, Coastal did not play very well, but man, he played really good against Troy. And he, he came right back and had another had a good game with it. But gee, I tell you where I, I just they've got a couple of experienced receivers, one named Virgil, the other named Hennigan. Uh, they, they're three seniors. They have they start three receivers and play. They play with three wide and then two wide and then two tight ends. It depends on what they want to do. But they're gonna their first line guys. A guy named Malik Williams is in the slot, and you got Virgil on the outside and Hennigan on the outside. They will get Hennigan inside too. Mm-hmm. They're, they're good players, but. They're not the better receivers in the league, and there yeah. was a time when App had the better receivers in yeah. the league. And uh, you know, their their tight ends are, are are good players and solid players. But this is App has been more talented and explosive offensively in the past than they are this year. They just have been. Uh, and now they've had a lot of fights through a lot of COVID stuff. And, and the other thing is depth wise, when you look at them on the outside, they go from three seniors to three freshmen. And so, and two of the three are true freshmen. And, and you know, they're just, they're, they're a little bit depth 
challenged from what they've been in the past. And, and you know, it, a good back will make a good line look real good by making people miss. And then some of them times, you know, I'm, I'm, I know when I was coaching line or even when I was playing, I had my roommate who was a fullback, and I'm, and, you know, I'm sitting there blocking the guy, and he hits me dead in the back. And I'm like, dude, what's up with that? Uh, and he tell me, well, well, get out of my way. So you're supposed to run away from them, not into me. I mean, I don't understand the point of this drill. Yeah. You know, but, but uh, you know, with that, I think that they, they – I, I think it's a little more in the skill talent than it is in the offensive. The offensive line is going to have to play really good. And, they, look, they do. And, look, they, gee, they get after you a little bit now. They're going to play in your legs and make some people angry I know they respect uh, they respect UL's defensive line. Listen to their coach in his press conference. He keeps talking about the defensive line for the Cajuns and talking about the linebacker play and should be. You know, McCaskill and and and, and Gardner and, and Joe Dillon and Chauncey Mack and and Zion Hill and, and and Big Sauce Humphrey in there and dude Andre Jones, Andre Lane, those guys are playing good yeah. and uh, and gonna have to tomorrow. But I think that if you can get pressure and the other thing that Cajuns do do, they're gonna bring pressure with or without with, with four guys or with five guys or with six. They're going to come from second-level linebacker play. They're going to come from second-level safety play coming up. And they'll come from the corner, too. I mean, they come from all that. All, all everybody gets a chance to come. That's one thing I really like what Coach Tony does is if, if you're out there, you better be able to rush quarterback and blitz because even corners, you're going to get a chance to do that. And, and they're going to need to do that because if you get Zach Thomas off his spot, you can't let him sit there. He will pick you up. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good his other players are. you got to get him off the spot. Exactly. And, again, Gerald Broussard is our guest here on The Word with G talking Cajun football. Yeah, he's App State has played exceptionally well and beaten down a lot of you know, media, well, I'm not going to say media, maybe more like average football teams, teams that they should do that to within the Sun Belt. They've been able to do that and they've been able to win those games handily, but they face Marshall on the road and they face Coastal on the road and they lost by 10 and 11 to both of those teams. Now they have a, a good team coming into their house who they've, you know, owned in their, the history. But from what it sounds like you're saying is that this team might be a little ripe from the picking for the picking. Now talk to me a little bit about their defense because I looked at some of the stats on their defense and it still looks like their defense is pretty legit. You, you might look at the, just on the surface, the 34 points against Coastal and you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt because there was a couple of interceptions yeah. that gave one gave them a short field on the touchdown and then another one was a pick six. So basically they gave up 20 points uh, if you take those two out of it to Coastal Carolina. But they have a lot of different guys that are very good on that defense. Talk to me a little bit about what they do so well on defense and maybe some of the guys that stood out to you watching Phil. Yeah, I tell you, they're really good at the, at the linebacker, inside and outside linebacker yes. position. I think they're okay up front. Demetrius Taylor's a guy for them that's getting a lot of talk. He's a single-digit guy, number nine. Um, but they're, yeah, I, six I sacks they're on okay the year, too. At, yeah, he's, he's getting a lot of talk with them and stuff. And then, and, and look, he, he's a good player. He's disruptive. Their other end, though, is a guy named Caleb Spurlin who had that interception. And has actually played some as some H back, and he threw it. And say had it. he caught a ball coming out of the fullback position uh, last week. And uh, you know they get all excited with him. But they and and they're good up front. And what they're good at, they hold point. They get in their gaps. They do what they're supposed to do. And they, I tell you, G, I like watching their linebackers play. They don't fall step. They're not overly 
in a hurry to get anywhere. What they do is you can see they've almost got a hitch, and, and I say that as a, a talking to you as a baseball guy, just kind of a hitch just to slow things down. Mm-hmm. And then when they see what they want to see, they go. And they go and they get there. They're good tacklers, and they got two safeties who can come downhill. Now, Gaten Smith and Ryan Huff can play. And that's what makes them go in the run game and gets people, allows people to be free. And you can do that with the safeties if you're good at the corner. And Sean Jolly and, and, and Shamar G. Charles are as good a pair as the Cajuns have. And, and, and so that's uh, they remind me a lot of the Cajuns as far as their guys and where they are, their glory levels. So I, I, if I had to pick one of the two defensive lines, I would take the Cajun defensive line over the app defensive line. But um, the rest of them, man, you can throw them in the hat. I mean, the, the, the linebacker position or the safety, the secondary position, I, I wouldn't be mad if I had either one the way both groups are playing. And I think this Cajun, uh, the, the safeties in the corner for the Cajuns are playing very well. But, man, that's what I like about App. I like the way they're able to free up their safeties because they're able to cover on the outside. And then they'll come, they'll they'll bring heat too now. So they, they will get after you and, and from, from all levels. But, man, when you watch them and you watch how they are so technically sound, they fit their gaps, they fill their gaps. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I know all the time. The Cajuns uh, give you with all the shade, uh, the, the the shifts and trades and people moving all over, and all that is to get people to miss their gaps. That's one thing you hear Coach Coach Clark talking about that does have him a little bit concerned. But man, they're a good team. They're and they're they're a good team without any great players. They got good players. Don't get me wrong. They're not talent deficient or defense at all. That will play on Sundays here. But when you look at a couple, and take Coastal for instance, when you look at a couple guys. You said, okay, that 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 guy's going. He got a chance to go. You know, yeah. uh, mid mid early in the draft and stuff. They don't have anybody like that. But man, they got guys who can play. All right. So when it's all said and done, just to wrap up here, wh- how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I told somebody that Cajuns by twenty eight, twenty four, uh, twenty four, twenty one, something like that. I think I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game by by any stretch. I think it's going to be a good defensive game. I think both teams are solid in the kicking game, you know. So I think that it's it's just going to be a twenty-four, twenty-one. It could be 21-17, something like that. I just, but no, I do think the Cajuns are a better team. I think the Cajuns will have to mess up not to win. If the Cajuns don't mess up, the Cajuns will win. That's something that we are going to have to watch. And I, I said this earlier today when talking about the game. That I, f- I know it's very cliche, but if, if the Cajuns win the turnover battle in this game and they force Zach Thomas into some turnovers, I really think that puts them in a very good way to win this game and win it by a touchdown or so. I, I agree, and, and I think the inverse is true also. Yes. I, I think you've got to be – you've got to protect it because you, you can't give them – that they're, they're too good a football team to give them extra chances. Make them earn it, and they, and they, they, they feel the same way. It's it's just going to be an old fact, just a fight, you know, and just a couple guys fighting in the mud. This is one. Gee, I almost wish it was old grass field, <laughs> muddy yes. it up and stuff. Yeah, and then you got you got UConn Cornelius against the Swamp Monster, and just see who comes out on top. That's you know? it. I'm, I would be all for that. I like that old school view as well, and that's why I love having you on the air with me, and I and I love getting an opportunity to chop it up with you, and love your breakdown on all this stuff. I can't wait for the game tomorrow night. I'll be with you guys from the nice, comfy. Climate controlled studio. So, um, yeah, I think I'll be I'll be good too. 
I hope we get it set up and, and you don't have to do play-by-play again like you did before, but we know you got our backs. So oh, I do appreciate it. 100%. I might just, you know, accidentally, air quotes, uh, make a little technical mistake <laughs> so I can do a little play-by-play. Just don't let Jay know ahead yeah, of time. Sneak, sneak it in, Brent. Sneak yeah, it in. I'm going to sneak, sneak it in. <laughs> All right, man. Well, enjoy the rest of the day and enjoy the game tomorrow. Good luck on the call. And uh, I hope, you know, tell Cody, I hope, uh, I hope he stays somewhat dry, and somewhat warm. Yeah, I'll tell you, you've been thinking about it, my friend. <laughs> All right, Big G, appreciate you. Peace, bro. There he goes, Gerald Broussard here. On the word with...